Hey, Jesuitical, just wanted to jump in to your feed a little earlier than normal with uh, a bonus segment because we know that you all have been, been talking about the meeting from the U.S. bishops and their vote about communion and Joe Biden. And we've seen a lot of activity in our Facebook group. And we this is in our Signs of the Times segment for the full show. So it'll it'll be in your, the normal episode. But we wanted to sort of pull this out and get in your feeds a little bit early to help you process this. So here's Ashley and I's conversation about the U.S. bishops vote. And we will see you on the other episode. And now we've got Signs of the Times, the part of our show where we sift through the Catholic news of the week so you don't have to. Though I think this week you probably have been, based on our Facebook page. Yeah, that's <laughs> What's right. What's our first story, Zach? So our first story is about the U.S. Bishops' annual meeting where they voted on to pretty overwhelmingly to draft a document to examine the, quote, meaning of the Eucharist in the life of the church, um, which followed a pretty lengthy debate during their spring meeting. Right. So this was approved overwhelmingly, 168 votes in favor and 55 votes against with six abstentions. But yeah, that that overwhelming consensus doesn't reflect kind of the contentious debate that led up to it. That's right. You know, a lot of times the it's not to say that the bishops meetings are are not <laughs> filled with debate and discussion, but I think for those of us who have watched these for for a few years and a number of years, definitely notice that sometimes where there had been pretty, I don't know, formalistic rubber stamp sort of parliamentary procedures became real like discussions and, and heated debates among the bishops. And we should say one, one, one person we haven't mentioned yet here is President Biden, who was thrown into this mix and was sort of a focal point in a lot of the coverage coming out of this. Talking about the origins of this document, you know, you got to go all the way back to the inauguration of of President Joe Biden, our second Catholic president. On that day, the president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops issued a statement, you know, in which he laid out areas of, you know, common ground with the president, but also had some pretty strong language about the president's support for abortion and other life issues. And at the same time, the bishops had formed a, a working group that was geared towards figuring out how they would manage this relationship with the with the second Catholic president, given his support for abortion rights. So early on, this emerged as like very clearly an issue of concern for the Catholic bishops in the United States. Um, and so between January and this meeting in June, this debate came out in public. And I think a, an interesting way in the Catholic Church, usually we don't see bishops publicly disagreeing with each other, but they were doing so, including in the pages of America Magazine, when it came to this issue of should the U.S. bishops say something about whether President Biden should receive communion? And I think we just kind of want to you know, lay out what, what happened, what hasn't happened yet, because I think that's important to keep in mind, especially when people are often only reading headlines as things come through their feeds. And it, 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 this is seeped into the larger cultural conversation as to what's happening. So what didn't happen? The bishops did not vote to deny Joe Biden communion. The, the existing policy is that that is up to the local bishops sort of discretion and authority. And, you know, if there were ever, if there was ever going to be a national policy from the U.S. bishops, that would require a much higher level of, of, of scrutiny and sort of process than w what's currently happened right now. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's even, you know, canonically possible for the, the, the National Bishops Conference has very little real power. So they could offer guidance national guidance even but they could not they could not usurp the power of the local bishop to decide about whether to deny communion to someone and we should say that Biden's current local ordinary Carton Wilton Gregory in Washington DC has said that he will not deny 
Biden communion. The next thing is that we actually don't have a document yet, right? We have an outline and you know there are, there are multiple parts to that outline a lot of it is sort of just more generally about the eucharist the bishops also seem concerned they they all cite the survey where it said a lot of catholics don't necessarily fully believe or understand the real presence of the eucharist which you know we've written about in america is not necessarily <laughs> the case um for for a number of reasons that's kind of like a at least a flawed way of asking that question in that in that survey that it gets brought up all the time. But there is definitely a section on what to do about the Eucharist and, and public figures, of which Joe Biden was mentioned by name several times throughout this meeting. Though not in this draft proposal that they worked on, we should say. Correct. His name is not in the draft proposal. He was just his name was brought up in the discussions. And the the idea for this document in part came out of the working group about Joe Biden. Uh, so what have the reactions been to this vote? Zach. Well, I'll just like say from what I've heard from, I, th- I think a lot of our listeners in the Facebook group, and um, I, I, I will say I'm really grateful that so many of you were able to jump in and sort of express your thoughts on this and, and try to work this out and, and be with one another. And I think people are really upset. That's what I've, I've heard from, from people that listen to this show. You know, I've been talking with priests I know who really feel like there's a fallout that they have to deal with. You know, the, the bishops sort of meet for a week and then on Sunday, Pastors are kind of left hanging high and dry on how to explain and talk about this. One pastor I know of said that, you know, longtime parishioners he knows are leaving the church finally over this. And people have definitely, you know, said similar sentiments in the Facebook group. So it is, I would say, I don't know, really not catastrophic, but like people are very, very upset. I can't help but think that part of that is is the timing. I mean, we are we're just We're coming out of this pandemic where people have been deprived of the Eucharist for over a year. And then, you know, just as we're starting to go back to mass in person, what we hear from the National Bishops Conference is, like you said, if you're just reading the headlines, it sounds like they're debating when we should be denying Eucharist to people instead of, you know, welcoming people back and saying, we're so glad you're coming back. We can't imagine what it would be like to be without the Eucharist for a year because the bishops have not been without the Eucharist for a year. Yeah, that's right. And before saying a little bit more about that, I, I, to just kind of nuance this conversation a little bit and, and if, you know, in the spirit of charity, like offer a few benefits of the doubt here, um, because I think it's that's important to do as, as young Catholics, right? To try and read in the best intentions into this. Um communion is important, right? And it's not necessarily bad to have discussions like this, especially and particularly about people in power, right? You saw a little bit of this when President Trump was still in the presidency, particularly around treatment of refugees and migrants at the border. At least one bishop brought up, you know, imposing canonical penalties on on people that, you know, cooperated with this. That that did not go anywhere, especially certainly not as far as, as this has gone, especially because the church in its history has has let a lot of people in regimes really abuse their 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 presence in church and with the church um, to commit really horrible atrocities, right? I don't I don't think I need to. I, that should bring to mind some some ready examples. That's a separate question of should we be doing this to President Biden right now? Yeah, and just to kind of echo that, I would I would invite people just because we are all tempted to let our political leanings reflect the way we see the church. And would you have, if Trump was Catholic, would you have cheered or been upset by bishops talking about whether 
he should be denied communion given his manifest disregard for human dignity. I just would urge trying to like think about this consistently um, and not put partisan feelings ahead of, of what you actually believe about denying the Eucharist to people. Yeah. Now, to be, to be perfectly candid, <laughs> this has been a disaster. Yes. I, I think a lot of people see our second Catholic president, who at least aligns with the church on a number of things, on a lot of things, who definitely disagrees with this area of huge importance, right? It's not, I'm not trying to denigrate the, the issue of abortion, but and feel very frustrated that after this past year, where everyone had the worst year of their life, people are emerging, and it looks like the church didn't even notice. The church has not even noticed like what what we're going through, what we've gone through with this. As you said, Ashley, we just spent the last year and a half without the Eucharist, right? We all we all watched the TV mass. We all mm-hmm. said this act of spiritual communion. We know what it's like to not have it. And to see that being used as sort of a political discussion, being brought into this realm of hyper-partisanship that is plaguing this country, especially when this doesn't seem to be an issue anywhere else in the world, right? You know, President Biden was just with at the G7 summit with a number of Catholic leaders, right? And you don't really see any of their bishops' conferences having conversations about whether or not to deny them communion. And and, and Biden was at mass when he was on that trip. And so I think people feel like the church is fighting the same culture war that it's been fighting for 20 years at a time when we're just coming out of the, you know, we're coming out of a resurgence of the sex abuse crisis, which really hurt the church's authority to speak on moral issues. We're coming out of this pandemic, which was awful. And and, and we're still talking about this. Yeah. Um, I get that anger and frustration. A couple of things I would say, not in rebuttal, but just like things to always keep in mind is like, there's no such thing as the bishops. And so, yes, there were some bishops that were engaging in this hyper-partisanship and, and calling out Biden by name. There are a lot of other bishops who seemed, you know, genuinely distressed about the situation in the United States. You know, we've been talking about the new evangelization for years, and it has had zero effect on the amount of people feeling like they need to come to Mass or feeling like the Eucharist should be you know, the source and summit of their faith. And so just feel like I, I do believe that they are genuinely concerned about that, or some of them are, and that, you know, <laughs> whatever the origins of this document are, many of them are coming to it with with good faith. And, you know, some of them are ag- would agree that the timing is off and we shouldn't be, we shouldn't even be talking about this. So I would just nuance it a little bit in that way. And like, I, I, I guess... I don't know. I'm generally kind of an unflappable person. Um, and so my general reaction to this has not been anger, but more just like sadness because it just sh- just shows a church that still hasn't figured out how to talk to its flock in a credible way. And is just, yeah, like you said, is relying on the same same issues it keeps that they've gone to in the past and they still haven't figured out <laughs> public relations in any way like the fact that they couldn't see this coming is yeah I, I is pathetic not in like a mean way but like I actually feel bad for them because they've they seem like they're just floundering um, and you can see that they put out a <laughs> a Q&A after this vote kind of responding to common questions that should have been addressed before the vote or you know like 
why are they doing this now? Does this ban poly- or does this ban communion for politicians? And like the answer was like no, but that has been the headline. So it's just like I don't know. This doesn't. It's it seems less like malicious and more just like frustrating, incompetent, and floundering to me. I don't know. I guess I haven't like come to expect anything different from the bishops at a national level, just because that's not where my faith is grounded in any way. And I think we want to end this discussion with just like a little, a challenge to look at the hope here, um, especially if you are someone who is really distressed by this. And, and, and maybe if you were, were hanging on to the church by thread and and you're and you're thinking about, you know, finally letting go and, and leaving. First of all, I mean, like your feelings are valid and, and no way am, are, are, am I or are we trying to say that they're not. But the biggest thing you could do in response to this is is, is go receive the Eucharist, right? Like go go chew on on Jesus's flesh and think and pray about this and and at, and like ask what's going on. Um, it's this this church is not that that Eucharist is not it's not the bishop's Eucharist. It's it's the church. It's it belongs to the church, which is all of us, and. I think that, you know, for most of the church's history, we had no idea what, I mean, bishops' conferences themselves are a relatively new invention in the church. And, you know, for most of the church's life, lay people like you and me, Ashley, would have never known what was coming out of a out of a bishop's meeting or or thought. And people just have genu- genuinely had to do the work of receiving the sacraments and doing the works of charity. And I, I would hope that, like, as you're looking at sort of you're doing your own sort of interior survey of what's going on in, inside you and that just beware of the, the, the temptation to despair because that is not where the voice of God is. That's something we talk about all the time at the end of the show in particular and look for, for where, where is the voice of God calling you? And I, I hope I, if, if you're thinking about leaving, I, let me just say, I hope you stay. Yeah. And not only stay in the church, but stay in, in this community um, and the, the conversation we are having. It's it's really heartwarming to see people kind of ministering to each other within our Facebook group. So even as this season comes to an end, know that we'll keep that going um, and we'll continue to jump in there. And so, yeah, stay there. Talk to people in your community and know that our prayers will be with you. Mm-hmm.